Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, uh, welcome to an unusual podcast that we're doing. Um, this is the people of Blizzard Watch because we watch Blizzard. And today, Blizzard did something really worth watching. If you're not paying attention because you somehow managed to miss this announcement and, and kudos to you on that cave because man you've got it well insulated uh blizzard's gamescom ga- it's gamescom is that how we pronounce it gamescom gamescom I, I, yeah, yep. it's calm. with an m at the end not an n okay gamescom today blizzard did a pre- uh, did a presentation that quite frankly was shocking in just how much information they put out uh we found out the name of the new world of warcraft expansion uh which is world of warcraft legion and before we get too into it i want to introduce everybody here um We've got um, with us first off the uh, editor of Blizzard Watch, Alex Zebart. Alex, hello. Well. Yeah, today was pretty wild. Uh, our site didn't hold up so well, but no WoW sites did, including Battle.net. So I'm not too upset about that. Uh, next up, um, managing editor and currently trying to hold together the site with sheer <laughs> willpower, Elizabeth Harper. Liz, hello, hello. Yeah. Um, what were you thinking there? Uh, did you, Did you expect this? I don't think, it, well, I mean, we'd planned on trying to do a live blog, and we haven't really done a live blog before, but we tested it last night, and everything seemed okay. We'd figured out a way to do this, and then it's just the site was totally dead, like, before yeah. we even really started. Yeah, I think the tools were good. We got a good platform. <laughs> um, it doesn't help when the site itself goes down. We got through the first step, so that's progress. I'm going to go with that. Okay. Uh, also with us, um, I don't think, I, I've certainly never done a podcast with him before, so... Um... Let's introduce our Shadow Priest columnist and overall person I don't know very well. So, <laughs> Mitch, uh, you, do you want us to call you Mike, Michael, Mitch, Mitch Mitchell? What do you want to be called? Uh, I'll go with Mitch. It, I okay. think it upsets Alex a little bit. But... <laughs> well, you've got your byline. It your name. And it your name are different. your publication name, so it confuses us. It frightens and confuses us. Okay. I'm all well, about um... frightening and confusing, though. So. <laughs> Speaking of frightening and confusing people, what's your take on what we just saw? Um... I'm kind of blown away right now. I I was expecting an announcement. I was expecting, you know, people to be surprised. I was not expecting all of this information. 
yeah, I definitely think that this was the the biggest one. Also, finally with us, um, also a priest, uh, interestingly enough, and also a person who is the same first name as me, which means I'm going to be Rossi for the rest of the podcast. Uh, Matt Lowe, Maticus, um, <laughs> you were trying to do a Hearthstone thing. You said when this came out. Apparently, like they they snuck in a Hearthstone card. That's the thing I'm most excited for. This new Hearthstone card that just came out. <laughs> totally blown my mind away. By the way. <laughs> Just, just like, man, you, you'd think they would know not to mention that at this particular point. I know. On a serious note, I'm like, who, who does that? Who sneaks in a small minor announcement in the middle of this? <laughs> they, they, they probably said it to auto-tweet like two weeks ago and totally forgot about <laughs> it. Oh, hey, in this game. Oh, we're being trampled. No, it's just, man. All right, I, we should... We should start by talking about like the, the fact we already we already mentioned the name, but um, the first thing we got to see at at the announcement for for the expansion wasn't actually the name of the expansion, but it was kind of like a a bridge cinematic of some kind. They said yeah. uh, this this right now off the bat, and I think it was Mitch who said it first. I'm not sure, maybe someone else did. This feels like uh, it's going to be a huge in between games event, and I want to know when mm-hmm. it's going to happen uh, very badly because. If this expansion takes a long time to come out, we're looking at like you know several mon- more months of Hellfire Citadel. Yeah. And I want to know if we're going to get like a a pre patch with a lot of content to bridge us into this. Well, they did talk about a beta this year. And is I, what they mentioned. So they also mentioned I don't know the timeline, but um, they mentioned the Tomb of Sargeras is where this whole thing kicks off, and they specifically mm-hmm. said the siege on the tomb happens before the expansion even gets started. Yeah. It sounded. So it sounded does that like a mean it's a, a pre-event or is it just the first event in the actual expansion? It, no, it's, it sounds like a pre-event, like the yeah. opening of the Dark Portal. Yeah. yeah. That, how long was the Dark sure. Portal? Uh, Dark Portal was like a month before, wasn't it? Yeah, I believe it was. Yeah, give or take something like that. So this, uh, on that scale, would probably take the same amount of time for the same they, duration. It, it sounded like this is even bigger than the Dark Portal opening. Like it's going to be a, a major event. Uh, we're popping up a tomb. Yeah, the only the only uh, I we look back at previous expansions, Cataclysm had a pretty big pre-event, mm. a pre-expansion event, and it was actually pretty long too because it kept it kept ramping up. Uh, it was obviously based on the one from Wrath, which was the one that, that worked into Wrath was the biggest one we'd ever had up to that point. That the the, uh, the the zombie invasion and the plague. Yeah. So I don't I don't know. I don't know when we're going to... I don't know what we're going to see or when we're going to see it, but it definitely sounded like they were setting up uh, something on that scale. Um, yeah, well, I, you know, they, and they described it as a siege on the Tomb of Sargeras. So are we besieging it, or is that them coming out? I mean, if we are going to it for this event, doesn't that mean part of the expansion continent would need to be made available before the expansion? It's certainly an interesting thing to consider. I don't know the answer to it, but so the thing is, is like I, I don't want to go too into into too much lore here because we have got so much to talk about. Right. Um, but the tomb of the tomb of Sargeras was on was in Suramar. Uh, Suramar was basically a, a huge night elf capital. Essentially, it was like the other side of Zinashari, and it was you know Zinashari was the, the city that was basically built on one half of the Well of Eternity. The Well of Eternity was actually completely surrounded by night elf cities. And Suramar was one of the big important ones. It's uh, if you read the well, the War of the Ancients, it's it's one of the ones that got destroyed. It actually sinks, uh, and it's, it's where the tomb of Sargeras was. But that's only because of Medivh's mother, Aegwin, who actually fought an avatar of Sargeras 
And then after she defeated him, she raised up Suramar using her power and put him in it and then sank it again. Uh, then if you were to is... Warcraft 3, a whole bunch of stuff goes on there. So real quick, I, like, I'm watching the feature overview thing, and it, when it's showing Khadgar flying in, it this is just a guess, but it looks like if you try to match it up with the, the zone map, I'm guessing the intro experience will be on the Broken Isles, I think it is, which is connected to Suramar, kind of like Tanan yeah. was connected to the rest. Plus, the Broken Isles we've already seen in Cataclysm or, to a degree. Broken Shore is what I meant, yeah. But, the broken sh but yeah. yeah, the Broken Isles we saw in Cataclysm, so it definitely feels like a whole bunch of a whole area is coming up from the ocean bottom or something. It, we're definitely getting that sense. So, uh, and it, I'm, let's just, I want to move this along, so I want to, there's so much to talk about, so I'm going to move, give everybody a chance. Uh, Alex, you first. What What is the thing you most want to talk about? Like, the first thing that struck you when you just watched this, the thing that you're like, oh my god. Um, well, I don't, I think it's too early to talk about it too in-depth, but the one thing that really grabbed me is when Ian Hazakasta said, we've done a disservice to dungeons. Because that's how I felt. Like, dungeons are my favorite content. And he made that admission, we kind of screwed up here. And they announced, I think it's nine new dungeons. And they all sound, sound really cool and different. And uh, we don't have details of, like, how these things will be made to last and so forth. But that they admitted, we screwed this up, we want to fix it. It was kind of heartening. Okay. Liz? Uh, it was that time when uh, Chilton was, I think it was Chilton, on stage saying, we know you want more orcs and more spikes, <laughs> but we're doing something else. And I'm like, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry from joy. Because... That was actually Ian. That was Ian Hezekoff. Oh, no, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but yes, I was just like, because I think all of us have kind of had orc spike burnout, like, ah, let's make it more orky and more savage and et cetera, et cetera. And I'm just, I'm so tired of this. I'm thrilled beyond words to see something else. Okay. Mitch? Uh, honestly, I think one of the things that excites me most is seeing, uh, we've gotten, what, four or five zones that look, you know, in-game renders of these zones, which normally when you announce an expansion, there's, I think, one or two, and then the rest is concept art. But to see all of these zones like this has me really excited. Okay, Matt? The new Hearthstone card. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Actually, I do like the class-specific order halls and the artifacts and stuff. It's, uh, on the one hand, I'm hoping it's not like the garrison system that we have right now. On the other hand, you know, maybe a scaled back version would do really well. But uh, the artifacts thing, that is really cool. Okay. I think maybe so we should just talk about these things in turn because I think class yeah. orders. I mean, it seems like it's going to be a big deal this expansion. So that's yeah. what we're talking mm. about. A lot of stuff seems like it's going to be a big deal this expansion. So um, let's let's quickly give people an idea what what we're going to see here, what this expansion is. We we know it's called uh, World of Warcraft Legion. Um, it follows hard upon the events of Warlords of Draenor. Like when they said that the two lead into each other, they weren't kidding. Uh, Gul'dan is a fundamental character, although we don't. He, he's a raid boss, isn't he? Like, we will be killing Gul'dan in a raid? They yeah, yeah, he's he, confirmed he, the second instance. It's, okay. Okay, here's the question. Why didn't we just kill that guy at the beginning of Warlords? Why? Why? <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. We all want this expansion, so we had to let Gul'dan live. <laughs> it's like, I'm the one with your expansion candy. <laughs> you can't kill me. I'm like, I've got an axe right here. I <laughs> Level 110, you say? Artifact weapons. Oh, <laughs> Just chop his head off. Artifact weapons, you say. Each, each one for each class. Oh! Just kill him, kill him, kill him now. But he said artifact weapons. Anyway, while... Uh, but 
Rossi the, the... continues expressing his love for Gul'dan. <laughs> I hate Gul'dan so much. Well, you can, but well, I love you love to hate him. him. That's the thing. Oh yeah, I do. I love to hate him. Because look, let's let's be honest here. One of Warcraft's big problems is that it kills off its villains too much. Mm. And it kills well, them that's... too soon before okay. they can be awesome. That's, not... that's one of the things I, I think we have to mention here. We don't know exactly what his role will be in this expansion, but we do know Illidan is back. Yeah. In uh, some form. The brief cinematic they showed that bridges these expansions is Gul'dan down in some kind of cavern is carrying a torch and he finds this big green fell crystal and he puts his hand on it and it starts to glow and you see a silhouette inside of this crystal and then the green tattoos start glowing and it's Illidan so Gul'dan for whatever reason is bringing Illidan back and they do hint, there's a hint on the site, if you go to the, the World of Warcraft Legion site, if it's up, uh, <laughs> but if it's up, there's a hint that the Illidan's body was taken by Maiev to this, you know, vaults of the Wardens, in the which we'll be seeing in the expansion. And what they did with it at that point, I don't know, maybe she made a chair out of him, I have no idea. <laughs> what, you know, she's she hated the guy for 10,000 years, maybe she just couldn't let him go, but... She took him there, so that's where he is when this starts. Here's we, we a trophy, know. like oh. mounting his head above your mantle. Yeah, she could have just <laughs> well, taken Ed, she did the whole guy. Here, here's what the site says. After the fall of the Black Temple, the corpse of the Lord of Outland, Illidan Stormrage, disappeared. No one knows the true fate of Illidan's remains, but legend holds that Warden Maeve's Shadow Song took his broken body to the vault of the Wardens so that Illidan's dark, lingering soul could suffer the rest of his eternal sentence, along with his followers, the feared Illidori, justice to be forever served. And we know so that Illidori... Well, he's a no. he's a demon, and demons have that hole they can only die in the nether thing. Right. So, possibly he just straight up can't die. But So Maya just we, imprisoned his stupid yeah. soul. But we do know that the Illidari, the, uh, the demon hunters, are going to be a big part of this expansion. Um, it sounds like they're going to be, like, similar to the Death Knights, where you start off, like, in a... You start off in a period of time in the past... And you play play through like a solo experience to get to like you know okay I'm I'm ready to play in this expansion. It didn't say what level you'd start at. I just I I assume level 100. If it follows the Death Knight model, you start at max level for Draenor, and then you'll be able to play through the expansion. Yeah. Maybe. Also, we we are getting a a new boost to level 100, so it would make sense if they start. Did they say that? Did I miss? No, that? it's it's on the it's features. Different. Character boost oh, immediately raise one cool. character to 100. So hmm. either they might start at like 95 and level to 100 through the starting zone, but I think hmm. when you get out in the world, you'll be 100. I'm assuming. I introduce new new uh, your new abilities that gradually ease you into it, kind of like how they did for the early part of Warlords for those that boosted. So I assume yeah. something like two for for the uh, Demon Hunters. Are, are just that's going on. they could do something that's exactly like the Death Knight starting experience and that would work great. Yep, level fifty five or something. So we know that's happening. Um, we well, see. I mean like level ninety five, but same idea. Mm -hmm. You play through this area and you level up and you get out in the world and you're ready to go. In the Demon Hunter class, uh, what I noticed is they didn't explicitly say it, but every time they showed Demon Hunters, they only showed them as night elves or blood elves. No, they it's are. explicit on the Elves website. Only. Yeah. Explicit on the yeah. website. Yeah. Elves only. Because if it's the Illidari, that's who they that's who was working for him in Outland. And I'm sure they don't want to make custom demon models for every single race in the <laughs> game, male and female. That would be yeah. The thing is is that Night Elves and Blood Elves means you have one for each faction. Yeah. Right. And that's really all you need. Uh, I'm I'm sure that if you're playing a, a Blood Elf one you end up in the horde. 
And if you're playing a night elf one, you end up in the alliance. Although they didn't strictly say that, but I mean, come on. Yeah. Not gonna let you. They're not gonna let your your uh, night elf head over to the horde. Although that would be hilarious. I I would still <laughs> sacrifice a precious thing to get uh, blood elves or high elves on the alliance. Mm. Just saying. One day. If this is the fan service expansion, <laughs> then be, uh, provide the service. I mean, they've saved something for 8.0. Yeah, plus, I mean, you know, who knows what the, like, the next expansion will even be. Um, that's there's just so much to talk about. I keep like My, my brain well, keeps locking up. Um, let's, let's start on the Demon Hunter since we've kind of headed that direction. I'm still Demon frustrated Hunters, that it's a tank. I, Another I'm tank. sorry. Yeah, I feel that way too. Like we already have a hard time balancing the amount of tanks we have, and we're mm -hmm. gonna have another new tank with awesome new mechanics. Every another time they do DPS. this, yeah, I don't really mind that so much. But I really would have liked a melee DPS ranged DPS class. Uh, but that being said, I think that the the Demon Hunter is long overdue. Like, yeah, this is a class that I I cannot believe is only entering the game in its eleventh year. <laughs> no, we've had. Demon Hunters have been so important to like Warcraft before WoW even, and they were so important just as NPCs and so forth. And we saw them all over BC. Uh, what do you guys? What's your first impression of the class? We should go in order again, Alex. Uh, it's just interesting to me that it doesn't have three specializations. It has two. It has a DPS spec and a tank spec. That's it. Havoc and Vengeance. Yeah, Havoc is the DPS and Vengeance is the tank. And they specifically said. They were thinking, like, what could they do as a third? Well, a healing demon hunter wouldn't make any sense. No. You know, mm -hmm. you know what would be cool is like a ranged DPS demon hunter because they've specified that Havoc is a melee DPS. Yeah, deck. but I mean, demon hunters in Warcraft don't really do the ranged thing. Mm. Like demon hunters in Diablo do, mm. but not so much yeah. in Warcraft demon hunters. Yeah, but you could give them like fell magics. I don't know. See, I, honestly, my thing is, looking at this, I honestly feel this is something they should have done with Warriors all those years ago. Mm. They should have had the tanks and the DPS, and that's it. Because it's yeah, been maybe. such a nightmare. It's been such a nightmare to balance classes that only have tank and DPS. Death and... Knights know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Death Knights are saying, yeah, that. The past 10 years, they've, you know, since they, when they introduced Death Knights, they had, we can do anything in any spec, and they pulled away <laughs> from that real quick. And they mm -hmm. ended up with, like, basically, Unholy has been the, the redheaded stepchild of DPS ever since. Mm. And sometimes it so, does well, and, but sometimes it doesn't. And it's just. So maybe it just makes more sense to just have two specs, and so they aren't balancing two DPS specs and making them both viable. And the, the point they made is if they had two DPS specs, they would kind of have to dilute the cool factor. Like,. Some of the really cool spells would be given to one spec, and some of the really cool ones would be given to the other, and now they can just take all the cool and put it in one place. Yeah. Like, Liz, what is your first impression of the class? Uh, it looks really cool. I mean, I'm sure everyone thinks that, because you have a new class, you have the new hotness, and it's like, everyone's, I'm gonna play this, and that's exactly how I feel. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 when I, when they said they had fist weapons, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm there. <laughs> I do wonder, are they gonna change warglaves again? Because they've changed warglaves, they've changed warglaves twice to add in new classes. Mm. Uh, when DKs came in, they changed warglaves to let DKs use them. When monks came in, they changed warglaves to let monks use them. If they don't change the warglaves to let de demon hunters use them, I'm like, are you nuts? That would be so terrible. Yes. There's, there's no way that would happen. That's like this is the class to give them to. Uh, also, double jump. Is yeah. anyone else here excited about double jump? 
Yeah. You know, I think it's bullshit. You know why? <laughs> Only demon hunters get it. Well, yeah, yeah I, that's kind of... It's like, oh, demon hunters get this cool new movement ability and they can get everywhere and no one else does? I mean, it seems like Double Jump would like totally trivialize some of the like uh, treasures. the treasures in, in uh, Warlords and in Timeless Isle. It seems like, wow, if I had Double Jump, I could get to these without it being such a pain in the neck. But it's... I mean, that's the thing. Other MMOs that include this exploration stuff, like treasures, like Wildstar does it, and I think... I might be wrong. Secret World? Maybe. I don't know. But when they have that kind of content with exploration and traversing the terrain, everyone gets a double jump because it makes that kind of content more fun. Yeah. But now it's just demon hunters get it. So it's like... Except I'm going to roll a demon hunter, I'm going to have double jump, and I'm super excited about that. Okay, well... Once again, Alex has found the uh, dark, the dark <laughs> corner of this. Well, uh, Alex, Mitch, Alex makes Mitch, a good point, but I'm excited. Double jump Mitch, is cool. It's just silly that it's only demon hunters. Mitch, what are your impressions? What do you, what, would you take um, away first? So, so the first thing I took away was the customization. Like, it, you know, I guess since they're their own class, um, mm-hmm. it, they kind of make up for it by having. It almost feels like they're an own their own race with the amount of customization options they have and it's just between the runes and the horns and the wings for some of them it just and I think even I don't know if it was metamorphosis only that they were showing off but they had like a full different like body structure uh, towards yeah. the end of the presentation which I found uh, awesome and the vengeance at least in the preview art the vengeance ones have like yeah they have like this rocky scaly thing going on that looks crazy it reminded yeah. me of uh the Vengeance reminded me of a kind of a Diablo demon, and for the people who are watching the live stream, the trailer that made, made me think of is playing right now. It's the new Heroes of the Storm map. It's the like big hulking Diablo demon you summon in the new map. Looks like what the Vengeance demon has. That's yeah. not surprising, it, it really. It does actually. Yeah, so, I just noticed that. There's there's one other takeaway though that actually one of my um, raid members pointed out was that what does this mean for demonology warlocks? Because it sort of feels like this is what they've wanted demo warlocks to feel like. Yeah, it's kind which... of a better version of metamorphosis <laughs> for yeah warlocks. I don't yeah I I, I think expo- I posted a Twitter I think I posted a Twitter hey they gave they gave demon hunters warlock tanking <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just like, just cue the unhappy warlock. I think that was one of the arguments all along for why. WoW wouldn't get Demon Hunters because they uh-huh. gave Demon Hunter abilities to Warlocks and to some extent Death Knights. Yeah. So now it's like they they already gave away those iconic abilities. Now they have to take them back and give more. Mm. Yeah, we'll see how that works. I've been up since five, it's like 4 a.m., so I'm sorry. I there. sense an overhaul in the future. Uh, well, Matt, you're up. We've, we've let everyone else tell us what they thought. What do you think? Oh, I think in my case is more of an impending sense of dread because I'm already anticipating all the rogues and warriors and paladins on my guild asking me to re-roll Death Knight, or, uh, Demon Hunter. Yeah. <laughs> that was my first sense, but aside from that, I think it's pretty cool. Like, I'm not, I, don't, I don't play melee, guys. Let's be real. I'm not a melee person. I don't tank. I heal. I do, I'd throw spells, but this, if there was any class that would make me reconsider that, it would definitely be a Demon Hunter here. I think if nothing else, they'll make an awesome alt because they'll be the only yeah. yeah. you can double jump on. So yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. You know how hunters have always been like, I want to tame druids. 
<laughs> now, if warlocks want metamorphosis back, they just have to enslave a demon hunter. <laughs> yeah. So now warlocks can can join that thing of I want to tame a member of the, someone who's actually playing the game right now. And, and, and since PvP they're warlocks, towns. yeah, since they're warlocks, it's incredibly creepy anyway. So all right, we so we've got that down the demon hunter. Um, next up, I guess we should should we talk about the zones? Like, you know, there were a lot of zones we mentioned. There was a lot to cover there. I don't think we'll be able to get to all of them. I think but... we can do yeah, briefly. That's, because that's the post we... I've been trying to work through, and the, holy crap. The mishmash <laughs> of things is interesting and exciting, so I think we could talk about it briefly, because it's not it's just like night elves. There you go, Alex. You're up. Talk okay, about it's, Well, there's the night elves. There's, like, a lot of his night elf stuff, because this whole area was part of the night elven society before they were night elves. They were highborn or whatever. But it's not just that. There's a zone... There's a high mountain, which is Torin, with moose antlers or something? Elk, elkhorns or yeah. something? Elkhorns, which is going to look bizarre, but who cares? Then there's Stormheim, was it? Yep. Which is, which is Vrykul. Right so. Vrykul. That's awesome. The Vrykul are back. That's great. And some of the dungeons are also related to the Vrykul. It's not just Night Elf places. We go to the Hall of Valor, which is the Vrykul Valhalla. Yep. Yeah. And remember, there's an opposite, equal and opposite. Yeah. All of that. Okay. Helheim, which is yeah. the Cavaldir, and you are on a ghost ship sailing like stormy seas and fighting cursed dead Vrykul. Yep. It's just an interesting mix. It's not just here's more Kalimdor-ish stuff. It's Kalimdor and Northrend and some other things all kind of put together. It's yeah. everything. Uh, Liz, does any particular zone hit you? Anything that you immediately want to talk about? Emerald Dream? Are we really finally going to the Emerald Dream? This has been the thing that has been rumored since before Burning Crusade was that we were going to the Emerald Dream in the next expansion. That has been really, I remember in vanilla, you had those green dragons. Does mm -hmm. anyone else remember this? Oh yeah, yep. fighting them was terrible because anybody could come along and troll you. They were nightmares. I mean, they were outdoor bosses. And Literally. Literal, Literal nightmares. nightmares. Uh, but they had these abilities that really encouraged other people to troll you. Like, if someone came in and died next to one of the dragons, it would spawn awful stuff, and you would wipe. Yeah. It was... I, we, were to fight, we were pulling one of those dragons, and I was tanking it, and I had to, like... I had to figure out a way to turn that dragon without wiping my raid, because you know how bad it is to turn a dragon. Yeah. yeah. I, but I had to, because someone ran up next to me and died, turning oh. a giant mushroom. And so Terrible. I was like, gotta turn the dragon right now. I'm yelling in vent. Gotta turn him right now. Gotta turn him right now. Everybody move. Turn, 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 turn. But the, thing was, but the thing was, each of those dragons was in front of this glowy portal. And everyone was like, oh, yeah, this is a sign. Next expansion, we're going through those portals, and it's going to be the Emerald Dream. Literally everyone was saying that. And everyone has continued to say that for every expansion. And there was a lot and of, I think... At one point, the developers, even early in the development or while, were like, yeah, we're going to the Emerald Dream. Oh, never mind. We're going to do something else instead. <laughs> and there's a lot of stuff in early vanilla data mining. Like, you could find there maps like... for the Emerald Dream and doodads yeah. for the Emerald Dream. Well, I've there were like the three full zones, I think. Well, not full zones, but like three different map developed. zones. Yeah. Yeah, and was, even was, some of those you know, dude heads. Right? There's a glitch in um, Dead Mines, at least the old Dead Mines. There was a glitch where you could fall through Dead Mines and end up in the Emerald Dream. Wasn't it? You could fall into an early development version of Hellfire Peninsula. The yeah, Dead Mines. Yeah, that was the same. It was the same thing. You basically would go through the Emerald Dream on your way to Hellfire. Huh. There was like this giant screaming head and everything. Oh, um, wow. Uh, I think it was Emerald Dream. You could get to via 
glitching through Hyjal, which wasn't even supposed to be open in vanilla, but you could glitch into it and then glitched to Emerald Dream from there. <laughs> and through the Dead Mines, you could glitch to early Hellfire Peninsula. But what was always interesting to me is those doodads in those early development maps would appear in later expansions, like uh, Ysera's area in Wrath of the Lich King. There's like a big like golem head. statue head yeah inside yeah, of like head. her ghost and that was something that was in that map data mined from pre-launch oh, yeah. yep absolutely it was um so yeah I, the, the emerald dream definitely happening that's that's something we should probably talk about a little bit but uh mitch so em the emerald dream slash nightmare was the first one that jumped out but i'm also the second uh raid the suramar palace uh, I'm pretty excited about that one because the Well of Eternity back in Cataclysm I think is really underrated in terms of just the art and the look of the zone and I'm kind of hoping Suramar mirrors that a little bit so I'm I'm excited to see the, the zone art on that one. few images I've seen of Suramar actually look like you take the Well of Eternity style thing and you and you play with it because it's one of the things that's interesting about this is that you know like for instance Dalaran and the Well of Eternity the Well of Eternity is basically the same as not Dalaran Darnassus it's the Darnassus style architecture, but painted. It's like, yeah. look, it's the same basic stuff, but here's what it would look like if people actually lived in it instead of just yanking it up off the seafloor and then building <laughs> a city around it. Because that's that's what you know that's what Darnassus is basically. Okay, we need a capital city on top of this giant tree. Let's grab those ruins and stick them on top of it. Because that's what it is. People didn't live there. There's no Darnassus in in Warcraft three. The Night Elves are like, yeah, why would we live in that? We don't even have the giant tree yet. Why would we live there? We can't live there until we make the giant tree, guys. We have that other giant tree that we don't live in. So I, I liked Well of Eternity, but what I really like about this is that Surmar isn't like any elven architecture we've ever seen because it's its its own weird direction, which I know we have to talk about. But uh, for now, let's move on to Matt. <laughs> Give Matt a chance to say something. Matt, anything grabbed you? Well, the Emerald Dream part's obviously a, you know, Emerald Nightmare, Emerald Dream, whatever you want to call it. Hopefully, unlike the world bosses of uh, the Emerald Dragons we fought, we don't need a second raid group to... I was on a PvP mm -hmm. server. So we had one raid group Ouch. working on a world boss and a second raid group fending off the horde that was attacking. So that's yeah. kind of loud. But yeah. So look, definitely looking forward to, to Emerald Dream for sure. Okay, for me, I'm going to actually talk this time. I didn't last time, but I'm interested in what Asuna is. Uh, we've got a little hint that it's Naga related and Ashtar is involved in it. We don't know what it is uh, other than that. So I want to know what's Ashara doing? Uh, why? Are, how are we going to fight her? And what's going on in this area? So that for me, that's the one I'm focusing on. I'm also interested in Valshara, but I don't know anything about Valshara. Just literally nothing. And then there, there's apparently a really big tree in Valshara. I'm looking at the map right now. Really big tree. So... We don't know what we're going to see in Valjara. That could be how we get to the Emerald Dream. I don't know. But big tree. So, okay. That covers that stuff. At least it doesn't cover it, but it gives you like the merest hint of all the things they talked about. Uh, at this point, I'm going to actually ask straight up, um, Alex, anything you can think of that to, to, to be the next topic? Talk There's to somebody so else. Here. I'm suddenly working on an emergency thing. Okay. <laughs> so we will talk. Well, I guess uh, we'll talk what about artifacts. What about those? Yeah, artifacts. Artifacts. Wow. Okay. Well, Liz, you're up first. What about him? Wow. Um, <laughs> so in one, on one hand, wow, yeah. uh, because we get these cool um, iconic weapons for our classes, even and even the ones that aren't like iconic 
uh, Azeroth history look really cool. Um, and you can customize them to, and you can customize what they do and how they look. And it's like they have their own talent tree like things. Did I misunderstand that? Well, that seems to be how it is. No, they, didn't call it, they called it a path, but it is basically. It, like a it looks tree, like yeah. Path of the Titans to me. It's a Titan object and it's a path, which yeah. I just find uh, kind of funny. Path of the Titans, by the way, it was what? Announced for Wrath of the Lich King and never made yep. it? Oh, yeah. Yep. It was like a more complicated glyph system, kind yeah. of, or secondary talent system. Yeah. That was for Cato, not, not Wrath. Oh, oh was sorry. It? It was, it was before, anyway. Uh, <laughs> but, like, they look really cool and awesome, and I think I'm excited for them. But at the same time, I kind of wonder, does this mean you're going to see, like, five million paladins with Ashbringer? Well, see, like, that's actually, we're going to talk about that because one of the interesting things about the artifacts is you, when you upgrade them to the talent system, mm-hmm. you change their appearance. Yeah. And that's, still, I'm looking right it now. Seems, it seems like, are these really super iconic weapons going to become less iconic, even if they have like a handful of different uh, looks and skins and things? It just seems like, oh, well, now, now instead of people looking for their own stuff, they're going to, everyone's going to have an Ashbringer. Even though I suppose kind of end game content does that already because, you know, there's always one weapon that's going to be best in slot. Yeah, I don't know if we can transmog them or not yet. Mm. I think that's uh, a. I think that is a concern, especially because they're including these class halls now. If you're Mm -hmm. congregating in the same place with everyone in the same class and everybody's wielding the same weapon, it's. I mean, in a way, it's kind of cool that there's like a uniform, but it's also everybody's going to look samey. I can't really argue that. Um, one thing they do have up on the site, if you go to the, the official site, is they have um, five examples of the artifact weapons. Um, and one of the ones I'm going to mention, because it's one no one else mentioned, and it wasn't mentioned at the uh, on the stream, is Thasdora, Legacy of the Windrunners, which is a hunter bow. And what hmm. Thasdora looks like initially is basically just a more advanced version of, of the bow from uh, Sunwell. And then it gets real freaky. There's some. It, it turns into a bird. It turns into a skull. I don't even know what this purple one is. Uh, so it does have a variety of, of effects. Um, purple one looks kind of like a glaive, like that a warden might use, almost. Yeah, it does almost look like that, or it looks sort of Pandaren-ish, because it's yeah. got craneish. It's got like craneish influence to it. So there's. They have a variety of them. They basically have. They have two staves. Uh, one for monks. One for uh, spell, spell casting mages. I don't know what spec mages. Just uh, as mages. One interesting thing in the weapons was the survival hunter weapon, which appeared to be a spear of some kind. Yeah, it's a spear instead of a bow or a crossbow or anything. Maybe, so... m- maybe they're throwing spears now, like like Amazons in Diablo 2. Or they might actually be going back on the whole they don't mm-hmm. use melee anymore. Yeah, maybe we don't survival's, know. Maybe survival's going melee. Though, now that I've thought about it being like an Amazon style from Diablo 2, I'm actually kind of into that if it is great more melee <laughs> yay well, <laughs> well, in well since alex was busy um let's let alex do you have anything to say before we move on to mitch and matt um i came in in the middle of that what are we even talking about <laughs> artifacts. Artifacts. artifacts uh i think it just you know I'm, I'm afraid of that uniformity especially because we're getting the class halls and i don't know if the thing is, some of these sound a lot more impressive than others. Like, okay, you're making a sword from the Shards of Frostborn. Amazing. You're getting Ashbringer. Amazing. If you're just getting, like, a, a shield made from some new guy's 
Oh, it wasn't new. It was it was Deathwing. Not Deathwing. Um, wasn't it uh? Shield don't prote protection. Don't protection yeah, no, warriors get something Vrykulish? Yes, that's from the uh the the God King of the Vrykul. Yeah, I'm not as impressed with that because there's no foundation for that. It's not, you know, it's not like oh I have Doomhammer. Holy shit, I have Doomhammer. It's like I've got this thing from this guy I've never heard of before. But yeah. it's okay, I guess. We'll see. I don't. To a degree, you can't have them all be from people we've already heard of. Yeah, I mean, there there so, just aren't enough people for that. I think there are. As it is, though, I'll tell you right now, some stuff that's already in the game, I think, should be converted to this. And you, you know, like for instance, uh, I'd love to see Ashkandi or Thunder Fury. Thunder or, Fury, yeah. Or Sulphuros end up mm. as these weapons. Um, of a Sulphuros, like you know, for, I'm not sure who you'd give Sulphuros to. Uh, maybe an arms warrior. Because you know the, the paladin's already got the Ashbringer. Here's here's the so. thing I, that interests me. Okay, Tom Chilton phrased it as these weapons are from heroes we've lost or who have lost hope. That was his description. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Doomhammer. Yeah. What's going so on what's, there? What's up with Thrall? If we're... see the Ashbringer is just as bad because that means we lose Tyrion. Well, I mean, where are we going? Didn't they, aren't we going to Northrend to get Ashbringer? Didn't they say? They say going um, to the battlefield. They said going to the battlefield. Yeah. yeah, Frostmourne is the the one you go back to. Right, but you went to like the shores of somewhere to reclaim. Shores of the Broken Front, oh, okay. where you fought the fight. No, well, I don't care it's... if Tyrion dies. He can die. He's boring. You do not <laughs> care if you don't care if Thrall dies. Thrall can die, and you think he's boring. Maybe that's why Metzen wasn't there. But Thrall, <laughs> the death of Thrall, or Thrall giving up the fight, is more interesting to me than Tyrion, because Tyrion's just. He's just lame. Thrall, I don't have to like the guy, but he's had an impact, you know? Uh, well, either way, if they've, like, if either of them have given up the fight or lost hope, that could be a potentially interesting storyline right. instead of them just being, like, cheerleading whatever we're doing right now. Uh, yeah, if so Thrall's that could like, be an here, take my hammer. Yeah, if Thrall's like, here, take my hammer, I don't, I don't need it anymore. Yeah. yeah. I can't do it anymore. You have to carry on, guy who I should have let kill gar gar <laughs> in a garage because it was your kill. I totally accept that it was your kill. Here's my hammer. Like, thanks, uh, but, you know, sure, I'll, I'll go hit people with this. But, I mean, hey. if he, if Thrall just retires, you know, I think it's, I think that's a valid thing for characters to do, you know, to say, I'm, I'm done, I can't do it anymore. And uh, Thrall, met, like, wanted to do that a few expansions ago, and I thought they were going to give him this, like, Okay, he's retiring. He's done his part. He's gone. But they kept pulling him back in. Maybe you know, escape. quite frankly, maybe death is the best thing that can happen for him. Maybe that'll cool. get him out. Well, I mean, he has—he can just walk away. You know, characters can do that. He has a wife and kids, and he's been in all these fights. Like, if he walked away and said, "I've done all I can do," I think that would be a good character thing for him to do. Yeah, long in a career kind of thing. Yeah. Plus, they then they'd bring him back in a couple expansions anyway. Let's face it. I actually, that makes me want to talk about something else, though. Uh, we know that Dalaran's coming back. Um, Dalaran's going to be some kind of faction hub or quest hub or something. Uh, does anyone know exactly what they said Dalaran was going to be? Because so much stuff was happening that I, I'll admit I missed what they said about Dalaran. It, well, I only got part of it. It sounded like Dalaran was moving to one of the new zones. Was, that's okay. how I heard it. Yeah, so I'm looking again on the map, and I'm, I'm rolling with this theory now. I, I think we're going to take you know, fight back on the broken shore in the intro experience, and that's where, like, it's parked. Dalaran is parked next to the broken shore. So I think at the end of that, maybe, is when Cadgar, or at the start, calls in Dalaran, and that kind of becomes our, like, keep an eye on the uh, Tomb of Sargeras while we're here faction hub. 
See, I, w I wish I could have seen that. I didn't see that it would download. It's gonna be near the Broken Shore. It's it's on the uh, the zone map. Hmm. Is that like that weird gear thing there? Oh no, that's it there in the middle. You're right. Okay. I just thought that was some kind of map decoration. But no, it's right <laughs> between the Broken Shores and and Asuna. So yeah, I, that leads me to the, the, this part, which I, I I found kind of baffling, is that Jaina is just gone. Yeah. She's pissed off. She She's left mad, pissed she left. off and Cadgar's in charge. Like I'm that really irritates the hell out of me. That does well the whole Jaina thing bugs me because it's like oh, she's just she's too angry and it's it's like this whole it's it's kinda of, I mean, there's kind of a thing in Warcraft where the women leaders are like it's like hush tyranade. And it's just like they're pushed to the side or like, whoa, Jaina she only had her whole city destroyed by orcs, but she's way too angry. Well, That's also, not cool. She I needs mean, to chill out and leave us alone. And they didn't even say that he she left because she's angry. She just left angry, but it's like... Jaina has had this arc throughout World of Warcraft that kind of ended up with her in charge of Dalaran. Then, like, let's bring back old man Khadgar. He's in charge now. Like, I don't care about Khadgar. He's been gone. Forget him. Jaina is what I want to know about. What what else is... I mean, Jaina showed up once during the Legendary Chain, and, you know, I get why she would be pissed off, but, spoiler alert, I'm pretty sure in War Crimes, didn't they sort of resolve her story, and she kind of, like, stopped well, being they, pissed off? They resolved it by giving her a boyfriend who also told her to be, like, less angry and more chill because her to anger was no, totally... That wasn't in War Crimes, though. That was oh. in the previous book. Oh, yeah. well, yeah. In War Crimes, she just works through it after she almost dies, which is just, like, almost as weird. Well, it, yeah. that description was also weird. It was kind of written, like, she's brainwashed by hope magic to not be angry anymore. Everything yeah. is better. But, but, the point, but the point is, she wasn't, like, pissed off at the end, right? And she showed up in Warlords and seemed kind of okay. So I just... And, um, like, I'm pointing out, like, I think Hadgar is the bad guy here, because even in Warlords of Draenor... There's a point where, like, Jaina said, you know, such and such, and Khadgar's like, she has no authority here. I'm the badass. Screw her. It's like, dude. Yeah, Khadgar yeah. doesn't seem completely great. And, I mean, we've speculated before that Khadgar is not Khadgar, but uh, it doesn't look like we're finding out about that, at least not immediately here. He's still flying around as a raven. Mm. I, my problem with Khadgar is fairly simple, is that... Cadgar shouldn't be in charge of the Kirin Tor. He mm. shouldn't be in charge of Dalaran. Jaina was elected leader mm. of the Kirin Tor. Once you're leader, there's no there's no getting per kicked out mechanism. For, you know what I'm saying? There's there's nothing in the Kirin Tor that lets you do this. I I if she if she left mad because she's essentially been usurped, she has a right to be mad. And if they turn her into just some kind of dumb raid boss, I'm gonna be really mad. Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna. I don't want Jaina as a raid boss. I mean, I want. I want more Jaina. I want to see Jaina back in the story instead of pushed to the side like they do with so many cool female characters. So if she did. If she decided that you know I'm mad and I'm not gonna let my world get destroyed while you guys all talk about it, mm. and and you see her at some point actually taking action against the you know the the, the tomb of Sargeras, that's cool. I'm down for that. Yeah. And I mean, there's the worry that it's another boyfriend story arc because she's with Caligos and Caligos in Sunwell Plateau was being corrupted by the Legion. This is a Legion expansion. 
So her boyfriend could be off being Bernie. She's she's not even listed on the heroes and villains pages, though. Like, Sylvanas is listed as a main character, which makes me think she'll have more of a story than Jaina. Which, I I love Sylvanas. I'm cool. I'm happy to see her story, but I don't... I'm guessing Jaina won't show up, at least as planned right now. Yeah, I just want to... I want to know where her story resolves, because we've seen so little of her lately, and I think the books have not given her a fair shake. They've just kind of handed her they've just the books have really been like calm down Jaina we are not cool with you being angry about your whole city being destroyed because that's really unreasonable and the books really push that whole get a boyfriend and settle down yeah which is just weird it's like okay you'll get a boyfriend and that will fix you and everything will be better oh but you're not happy enough now that you have a boyfriend that's not okay it's just a lot of weird, weird stuff. I think, um, okay. we, let's see, what time is it? We have, <laughs> we're supposed to start our leveling stream <laughs> right now. Uh, let's talk briefly okay. about class orders, because I don't think we went into that. No, yeah. we, didn't, we, we even also, let me just run through a couple of things we didn't talk about besides class order. They're completely reworking PvP and honor system. Then that's Steve. so much, it's so much we can't talk about it, but it's big. They're, they're changing everything. Okay, class orders, go. Class orders. So they're using the garrison follower system as a route for one aspect of this. They're doing champions now. But I started at the wrong point. I start at the beginning. Uh, with all this stuff going down, the slide said the Alliance and the Horde are at each other's throats again. It's like, well, that never changed. That's stupid. <laughs> but the classes are banding together within the classes, like paladins together and rogues together and so forth and recreating these old orders like the Silver Hand or creating new ones and instead of having a garrison you have a class hall. For example they said shaman have a cave by the maelstrom where the, the elements are going nuts. Yeah. Warlocks are actually going to another dimension for theirs. Yeah, a new, another pl- legion controlled planet that kind of stake out an area. Oh, so they get their own planet. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and the paladins have a hidden temple beneath Light's Hope Chapel. Yeah, and, and priests have to live in a 7-Eleven basement. War Warriors are like, wait a minute, so why are we in order? Do we even count as anything? I mean, what what order do we possibly have? We all like to hit stuff. How does how do you make an order out of that? I don't know, man. You hit it in order. <laughs> You're right. Uh, yeah, and and you have that instead of a garrison, you have all your class hanging out together, which. I think has the potential to be really, really bad when somebody is inspecting everybody around them and say, your gear sucks, your gear sucks, your gear sucks, your talent sucks, you're terrible. <laughs> Did but, they actually say that, that we would be seeing other, yes. um, other players? Instead sure? of it okay. being sealed off. Like instance? Yeah. I think so, anyways. But instead of it being like a sealed off one man thing, like a garrison, it's everybody Well, that's going to be kind of weird because they also said you're the leader of this new order. <laughs> right, yeah. everybody so is the leader. Everyone's the leader. It's a leader council featuring every player in the game. Yeah, and instead of raising an army like we have been in Drainer, you're looking for the elites of your class. So instead of just recruiting random schmoes to be followers, <laughs> you're recruiting champions. Like they specifically said, Lady Liadrin for paladins, for example. Yeah. Yes. We should we should yeah. hold an Argent tournament to see which is the best class. <laughs> <laughs> Tyrion shows up, and you're like, you know, alas, Tyrion, you actually won your fight. Yeah, I'm um, getting over that. I am never getting over him saying, "Alas, you were victorious." I just killed a demon for you, jerk. 
<laughs> it's not alas, I'm victorious. It's yay, I'm victorious. Alas implies it was bad. Yeah, uh, someone in chat just reminded me. They did say it's a lot like uh, Acherus for the Death Knights, where all yeah. Death Knights hang out together. So it's not a single person instance. It's the whole class in this place. I feel bad for the Death Knights who basically just gonna get that again. <laughs> you guys just stay at Acherus. What? what so we get a fancy new headquarters? Nope. Maybe they what renovate it, you know, move it to no. new place. Add they a game move. Get a pool table. Yeah, it can yeah, move like Dalaran. Nah, it's it's still it's still there. They just took it to Ice Crown Citadel and they're using Ice Crown Citadel as their basement and rec room. Yeah, Alright. And uh and this isn't just like garrison style follower missions where you send them out. Like you can send them out, but it's more interactive, like uh, they might give like bring back information you need, or you send them to a zone, and if you're playing in that zone, you get a buff because you're alongside your champions and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of neat. It actually gets you out into the world instead of me giving yeah. you a mission. See, this is my biggest problem with the mission table. Is the mission table does not reward actual play. Yeah, that's just the thing to me. Yeah, and yeah it's we just like now. People have been asking so much, like, bring back class quests. We love these class quests. And they're like, oh, no, we don't really have development time for that. And, uh, and this time it's like, okay, here's bunches of class stuff with artifacts <laughs> in class <laughs> orders. Quests. Yes. Yeah. It's it's the fan service expansion, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. Like, uh, the last expansion is officially the, oh, man, we don't have time. Quickly, put an expansion out, okay? <laughs> Yeah, we're going back in time for Gul'dan. What? This entire thing was just so we'd have Gul'dan, so we could do this part. <laughs> Otherwise, we were going to have to have him come back from the dead, and this is just easier. This was easier? Yeah, it totally was. <laughs> okay, and um, I think and that's it that's, that should be real, it. Real quick, I do want to mention, uh, sorry to interrupt, but they, they have a new transmog system listed on the features, which some people might not care about, but it sounds like it will save you bag space, kind of like the D3 system, and Thank I am goodness. all about that. That would yeah. be so good, so good. All right, I guess that pretty much covers us then. Uh, we would pr we could keep talking like all day, but we do you know we have to do the leveling stream and so forth. So hopefully this gives you a little idea of what we're getting in Legion. I mean, it's just uh, calling it the fan service expansion might be a stretch, but it's not much of one. I'll tell mm -hmm. you. In the best way, though. Yeah, for sure. Best worst, I don't care. I'm the one who's going to be carrying around <laughs> a legendary artifact. <laughs> I don't even know what I get yet. Alex, you gone? You, like, what? you here? Uh, I'm here. So I'm. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to PrettyLitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.